Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seven and eight. I'm going to speak to you for about 40 minutes. And so how many of you are in agreement with me this morning for utterance and for a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him to increase in all of our lives? Father, let it be so. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 3, verse 7 and 8, it says, Now with the dispensation of death engraved on letters of stone, the ministration of the law was inaugurated with such glory and splendor that the Israelites were not able to steadily look at the face of Moses because of its brilliance, a glory that was to fade and pass away. Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit, this spiritual ministry, whose task is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory? Another translation says of verse 8, Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? So we have been talking about practical tools that will cause our spiritual senses to be more aware of Him or how to connect with His presence or how to connect with His glory. Amen? In other words, what will help us become more aware of Him? Now turn in your Bibles to Psalm 119 verse 164. I heard this recently from a man of God who had been experiencing burnout in ministry, he was going so fast and going so hard that he would meet himself coming in and coming back. And so he called for some of his elders to speak into his life. And the Lord basically gave him an outline of six things or seven things that he should do every day. One thing that he needed to do was park for about five or six months and just take a time of recuperation and rejuvenation and refreshment. But this is one of the things that the Lord led him to do, and I like it. In Psalms 119, verse 164, he said, Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. So what he was led to do is seven times a day that he was to lift up his voice, lift up his hands, no matter where he was or what he was doing. He could be eating with some friends. He could be watching a soccer game or a football game. But when that little notification came through his iPhone, that's how he scheduled it, he'd immediately lift his hands and he'd say, Lord, I acknowledge your presence. I love you. I magnify your holy name. Now, of course, I'm not saying that we all should do that, but I like the principle. I like the principle of acknowledging him. I like the principle of keeping him before us at all times. How about you? And so every day, it is a good thing to acknowledge the presence of the Lord. Now this morning, I want to take another look, a close look, from the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 6. And let's look at another place where this word acknowledge is used. Everyone say acknowledge. Acknowledging his presence. Now in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 in the first part of the verse says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now you don't trust the Lord with your mind. 
You don't trust the Lord with your brain. You trust the Lord with your heart. You are a spirit created in the God class. You have a soul and you live inside of a physical body and it is with your spirit that you believe God. Say this with me. I believe God. God. Not with my mind. mind. But I believe God God. with my spirit. spirit. In my heart. heart. You see, it says, with the heart man believeth. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen? Amen? And so when we're going to believe God, we must believe Him with our heart. Now, you think with your mind. We don't want to throw our mind out. How many of you know you need your mind? But you don't trust God with your mind. You trust Him with your heart. Amen? And then he says, in the rest of the verse, he says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. So we see in this verse that he differs between the two, does he not? Now, the mere fact That the Spirit of the Lord put in there, lean not to thine own understanding, tells us that there's a tendency to do that. We have been trained to use our head. And thank God when it comes to the practical things in life, thank God for having a good mind. Thank God for being quick and bright and sharp and good looking and very rich and the whole thing. But when it comes to spiritual things... You need to make sure that you're not leaning on your rationalizations. You're not leaning on your calculations. You're not leaning on what you think you should do, but you're leaning on your heart where you can know what you should be doing. Amen? Now, in verse 6, we see the word acknowledge. In verse 6, he says... In all thy ways, how many of your ways? All. all your ways. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Don't imagine for one moment that you can handle part of it and just leave the heavy things to him. No, thank God. He's interested in the minute details of your life. He is. He's interested where you live. He's interested what you eat. He's interested in every area of your life. He's interested in your relationships. He's interested in who you associate with and who you don't associate with. Think about that. If some people would have just acknowledged him before they married that old drunk... If they would have just acknowledged him before they got into that wrong business deal, that wrong investment, life would be a whole lot better. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, you know, he, 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 he just, he's so fine. Well, I wonder, does fine pay the bills? Well, that went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, but this investment is so good. I mean, they're saying that if you invest a dollar by, you know, next year, it's going to be a thousand dollars. Who are they? 
Amen. See, I would rather trust him than they. They may be right. They may be wrong. But I know one who's always right. He's my guide. He's your guide. And he lives on the inside. So in all your ways, acknowledge him. What does that mean? How do you acknowledge him? Well, first of all, acknowledge that he's there. You don't have to look over to the right or look to the left. You just got a guide living on the inside. Lord, thank you that you're here. Thank you, Lord, that you're not only here, but you're in me. I acknowledge that today. I connect with that. And then secondly, this is hard for some people, but acknowledge that he knows more than you do. Acknowledge that he knows more than you do. And then acknowledge him for the direction that you need and the help you need. Man, I need all the help I can get. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you're in my life. I acknowledge that you, you, that you are the all-wise one. And I thank you that you have put your wisdom in my spirit. And I praise you today that wisdom is in my heart. It's just like deep waters. And Lord, I declare that I will draw this wisdom out from my spirit through fellowship and prayer with you. And you will direct my paths. Talk to him about it. Get him involved. Don't exclude him. Include him. Don't exclude his counsel. Include his counsel. Can you say amen? Amen. That really is staying connected with his presence. Look at John 15 right now, if you would, over in uh, verse 4 and 5. I'm going to look at it in the Amplified Version. John 15, verse 4 and 5. And I didn't give you the scripture up there, but let's, let's take a look at it today. If we will learn to follow his presence and to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, life will get better and better. The path that we're on will get brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter. More glorious. Hallelujah. The good life. Days of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. You've been faithful, says the Lord. You've been faithful. And now you enter into a new stage and a new phase of your life. I've said in my word. That faithful men and women shall abound with blessings. And so the blessings of the Lord are all around you. The blessings of the Lord have begun, but they will increase in days and months and years ahead. The deposits you, that you have brought into this place will call, oh, glory, will cause an increase of great glory <laughs> and great Grace. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank Him right now. Woo, glory. Glory, 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 glory. And I just personally want to thank you for all the years of service that you guys served the Lord in. We love you. Blessings be on you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's, let's lift up Jesus. Amen. Woo, glory. Glory. And someone would say, oh, I wish that was me. It can be you, says the Lord. Put your hand to the plow. Serve me with all of your heart. And so the blessing not only will begin, but the blessing will continue and increase in your life. Whenever the word, Vaseki Veshtelazis, Whenever the word of the Lord comes to someone like that, you know, I just say, me too. I just say, me too. I, you can be in a meeting where word of knowledge is, is flowing and people are talking about somebody over there is being healed of, of a heart, uh, whatever. And I say, me too. Somebody say, you have heart problems? No, and there ain't going to be any either. <laughs> Glory to God. Someone over there is having a mending in their relationship. Me too. Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Where were we anyway? Anybody remember where we were? I tell you where we are. We're in the presence of God. We're in the goodness of God. We're in the glory of God. Look at John 15 now. Look over here, John 15, verse 4 and 5. And in the Amplified Version... Now, I want you to read this with me just because it's good for you to be active. Ready, read. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding, being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. So we see here to bear fruit, the condition is, is to live in him and to abide in him. Amen. Amen. Let's read verse 5 together. Ready? Read. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Amen. Paul and Didi is just beginning. There's been wonderful things happen in past weeks, but it's going to get better. It's going to grow. It's going to get larger. It's going to increase more and more. Let's rejoice with them in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So say it with me. I'm living in him. And he's living in me. I'm abiding in him. And he's abiding in me. Now, without him, we can't do nothing. The quicker we find that out, the better off we are. We are not self-made men and women. We are God-made. Created in the God class. Flowing in him and with him and through him. Amen? So if we'll simply do this, 
Back to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. We want to just feed on this for a while today. I'm not interested in getting through all my notes. I'm interested in you having a deposit of the Spirit of God today. Amen. Amen. John 15, uh, 3, verse 6. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths. And when he does direct our paths, i got a question for, for you. Will we end up in a good place? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll wind up in Healingville. We'll wind up in Prosperity Town. Come on now. We'll wind up in Victory City. Where he is directing our paths. Now let's go over to Romans chapter 8. Romans the 8th chapter. Everyone say Romans 8. Now we're going to see in Romans chapter 8 that there is a distinguishing just like there was in Proverbs 3, 5 between heart and head. There is a distinguishing that is found here between being led by the Spirit or yielding to a spirit of fear. We're going to see this. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It says, For as many as are led... By the Spirit of God, what are they? Sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Daughters of God can expect to be and should be led by the Spirit of God. Now notice with me in verse 15 now. In verse 15 of this same particular set of scriptures, it says here, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. The opposite of the spirit of bondage again to fear is the spirit of liberty, which produces the spirit of faith. You haven't received that spirit. But you've received the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption is what we are led by. Many are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. But you have received the Spirit of adoption, whereby in our hearts, what do we cry out? That's just another way of saying, Daddy, Daddy. Acknowledging His presence. Now, whether you realize it or not, whether you believe it or not, there is a spirit of fear that if you will yield to it, it will lead you if you let it. There is a spirit of fear that if you yield to it, and if you let it, it will lead you. Being led by Him liberates us. Being led by fear constricts us. Being led by the Spirit brings us to the right place. Being led by the Spirit of fear can bring us to the wrong place. And the wrong place can produce wrong results. But oh, thank God, the right place is a place of glory. The right place is a place of grace. It's a place of freedom. Hallelujah. Now, I'm talking to your spirits today. 
I'm not talking to your head. You're getting this information from your head. But this is addressed to your inner man. These are life-changing truths that will help all of us in life. When I am led, and when you're led by the Spirit of God, it'll lead you right out of confusion into glorious, glorious liberty. It'll lead you, He will lead you out of sickness into health. He'll lead you out of lack into abundance. He'll lead you out of debt into freedom. Come on. He'll lead you out of marriage hell into marriage bliss. He will lead us out of fruitlessness into fruitfulness. Into a good place. Now here's the condition. The condition is simply, we must follow, identify his leadings. Identify... Listen now. Identify what he is on. What he is in. And what his presence is on, our response should be, I'm on it. Whatever you're on, Lord, I'm on. You know, Moses was very careful and very cautious about only moving when the Holy Spirit was moving. Was he not? Now, let me just give you a little background. Moses was to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. That's a big job. Now, Moses was not able to do that in his own strength. As a matter of fact, he tried to talk God out of it. He said, choose somebody else. And God said, no, Moses, I am that I am. And when you come to the place where Mr. Pharaoh says, who sent you? You simply say, I am. How many of you know that he am more than enough? Where we fall short, where our insecurities come short, he am more than enough. He am able to deliver to the uttermost. He am our healer. He am our strengthener. Now I want you to notice this over in Exodus chapter 33, verse 14 and 15. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Exodus 33 verse 14 and he said this was his response to Moses he said my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest there's a connection between his presence and rest and he said in verse 15 he says well I'll tell you one thing if your presence does not go with me (laughs) <laughs> carry us not our pants. Anybody ever felt like that before? I like one translation. I think it's the Jubilee translation. It's not put out by Dick Burnell, by the way. But I, I love this translation. I noticed it yesterday. And Moses said to Jehovah, to God, he said this, if your presence is not To go before us. Before us. You always want God going before you. That means that he's leading us. Amen? It's easier 
to follow him when he's before us than when he's behind us. He said, if you do not go before us, don't bring us out of this place. If your presence doesn't take the lead here, is what he's saying, (laughs) call this trip off right now. That's what the message, you know, if, if you're not in this, let's just call this trip, let's just call this whole trip off right now. Better to call the trip off, even though it's been planned out of your head, than to move forward with the trip when God's not going before you. And you know what it does? It takes humility to admit that perhaps you've made a mistake. I, I, could be, I could be wrong. How many of you know you can be wrong? But let's not center in on could be wrong. We also could be right. Amen. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I just, I just, I just feel... I just, I just feel so strong. Yeah, no, but you can also be so wrong. Your feelings have nothing to do with being led by the Spirit of God. Maybe you've got some trips you need to call off. Or maybe you've been doing something for a number of years that was... God leading you for a season, but now that season's over. To continue doing things once the season has expired will not produce fruit. It will be fruitless. And and these are things that we have to, to look after and watch out for in the local church, you know? Yeah, but we've been doing it this way for years and years and years. Come on. You know? Well, if God was in it for years and years, fine. But if He's changing things, how many of you know to be led by Him, you've got to be open? Open. Pliable. Lord, I acknowledge you. What needs to change here? Well, I'm not I'm not so sure. Anything need, needs to change, then don't change anything. If what you are doing, you don't have direction on changing, hold. Come on, somebody. Hold. And be patient. Patient. You sense a change is coming. This is ministering to you guys. You sense there's something else. Well, I know there's just something else. There's, there's some change, but what is it? If you don't know what it is and haven't taken time to wait on him to know what it is and to know not only what it is, but when it is, just wait. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I have this deadline. As many as are led by deadlines, they are the sons of God, right? Is that right? Is that what the Bible says? As many as are led by deadlines, is that in there? How about this one? As many as are led by people's opinions. Those are the sons of God. 
No. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I believe the Spirit of God is taking us into this area today because there are some changes that need to take place in people's lives. How many of you know that in the natural, the wind may be blowing a certain way, but then all of a sudden the wind starts blowing another way? I believe one of the keys to being Spirit-led is know which way the wind is blowing. Know which way the Spirit is leading. These things are not difficult, says the Lord. Oh, man has made it difficult through doubt and unbelief. But I would remind you, says the Lord, that my spirit is familiar to you, for you are my sons and you are my daughters. I've declared in my word That my sheep, they know my voice. And another, they will not follow. This is me speaking. To say, I just can't hear from him, is to contradict directly what Jesus said in John 10. He said, my sheep know my voice. Come on, somebody. My sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger. Yeah, yeah, say this. I like the way you're shaking your head, brother. That's good. That's, that's, you know what that is? That's a spirit of defiance against the devil. And defiance is always good. Because defiance is resistance. Hallelujah. So say this with me real strong. I hear, I hear the, voice the, the voice of the Master. I am His sheep. I am sheep. He, is he is my shepherd. And I hear Him. Now, we're not looking for voices because there's many voices in the world. But when I'm talking about hearing Him, I'm talking about just an inward knowing. Yeah. That still, small voice. Yeah. That inward witness. Say it with me. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So simplify your relationship with Him. Come into alignment with His Word. And speak only and say only what His Word says. And confusion will flee, will go, and you will get in to the flow. Say it with me, the flow. Oh, there's a flow. (laughs) Ooh, there's a flow. Mm. Now here's the first step on this. And we're just getting this introduced today. I've got seven more minutes. Okay? Seven more minutes. Here's the first step to this. Make a commitment. Make a commitment in your heart that I'm going to be spirit-led, that I'm going to be presence-led, that I'm going to follow His presence. I am going to follow 
His glorious leadings. There's probably, well, I would say this definitely, there's definitely not one person that has never missed it. Right? Right. Let's not live in what we've missed. It's a new day now. We're coming up, PT, aren't we? We're coming up. So make that commitment in your heart. Make up your mind. I'm going to be spirit-led. And I will say this boldly. There are a huge number of Christians that are not. And I don't, I don't say this arrogantly. I don't say this prideful. Dear God, no way. But this kind of teaching really was not introduced into the body of Christ until the 70s. Somebody says, I wasn't even born in the 70s. Well, that's okay. You're getting it now. But think about it. For, for years and years and years, people put fleeces out. Lord, if you want me to do this, just open that door. Or, Lord, if you want me to do this, close that door. The problem with that is, is that's being led externally, and we are to be led internally. External leadings can get you in trouble. Why? Because Satan's the god of this world. Don't you know that he can arrange things to look real good? Yes, he can. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoo, wish I had another hour or two. Now, back to our text. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You can be. We can be. We can be head-led. We can be emotionally led. We can be feeling-led. As I said earlier, being feeling-led is not being led by the Spirit of God. Being led by statistics, reasoning, or what's rational, or what is logical, is being logic-led. It's not being led by the Spirit of God. Discipline yourself to be led. Listen, folks, there are some things that just do not calculate on a calculator. There are some things that just, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've just had to put the calculator and hide it from myself. Reasonings. Now, not, now you've got to caution people about this. I'm not saying don't use your head. And I'm not saying don't get all the facts. I'm not saying that. But don't be facts-led. Because at the end of the day, we must all do what he said. Amen. We would have never, ever purchased this property if we were head-led. Never. We'd have stayed hidden in a little neighborhood... Better not go there. Thank you, Lord. Everyone say, thank you, Lord. Jesus. You know, you can, you can get out of the Spirit and go to meddling, and that ain't a good thing. I've done my share of meddling. But at the end of the day, meddling isn't being Spirit-led. 
Jesus, <laughs> he was never head led. There's a lot of things out there that will try to lead us. Many voices. Many influences. How many of you know that the enemy is a pusher? Got to be disciplined. Got to be strong. And this is the final statement that I want to share with you today. And we'll, we'll take up with this next Sunday morning. Listen to this statement. At every juncture. At every juncture. Anytime. Where you need to make a decision. Where I need to make a decision. Where we are to choose a path or a response at any juncture. Learn how to look inside and acknowledge Him. In the midst of all of these influences, only be Spirit-led. Let's stand to our feet. Only be Spirit-led. How many of you are ready to make that commitment today? Somebody says, yeah, but I've failed, I've missed it. Get out of failure consciousness, get into righteousness consciousness. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands together and say it with me. Heavenly Father, I receive your word today. I'm glad to believe it. And so I make this commitment afresh and anew to only be spirit-led. Not opportunity-led. Not feelings-led. Not head-led. Not situations-led. Not my children's-led. Not my mates-led. But my desire in my commitment is only to be spirit-led. So at every juncture, whenever there's a choice, I look to you, to my guide, who lives on the inside. So be it. Amen? And let me pray for you as you go today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray a blessing upon your people. Thank you, Lord God, that they are blessed when they came in, and they are blessed when they go out. May these words that have been spoken today lodge deep within all of our hearts. And may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Amen. You have a good day. God bless you.